Hey, wasn't that pretty cool? Um, I love it. The, the building is closed, but the church is alive, and God is working in you, and God is working in me, and God is actually working all over the world, no matter what is going on. When we come back, I, I really don't want us to come into this building the same. I would love to have us come back different, having grown in our faith, having been stretched a little and strengthened a lot, and that God would be able to work in our lives so that we would have stories to share on how we have been changed. And so start thinking about what God has done in you during the past weeks and then through you in your lives to others. We live in a community that uh, there are people that are struggling and being challenged and they need the hope that you can bring. Hope's contagious. And so with the hope that you have, please share it with other people. Um, let's take a second and pray, can we? Father, right now, um, in these moments, I pray that you would open up my mouth to share what you would want, and that, God, you would open up our hearts to hear what your word um, is, and I pray, God, that we would grow even because of today and right now, and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you. Well, I, I do have a confession um, to make. Um, the first month of this thing, I, I was a basket case. I'm, I mean, really, completely. Uh, you ever hear of somebody pushing your buttons? Well, this thing pushed all my buttons. It's like at the same time. Uh, how do you pastor a church remotely? How, how do you give a message to a camera? You know, my schedule was off, our staff was in different places, I'm working from home, so there are, are no boundaries, there, there are, are no people around for me to, 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 to spend time with. You go into the grocery store and there's, there's empty shelves and that messes up with your mind. And it's like everything that could drive me nuts was happening exactly at the same time. Everything, everything was bugging me. We're watching as a family the Star Wars, kind of the whole series, all, all the way through. And it was like I went over during this time to the dark side. You know, I felt like I was now living in, in the dark side. I have a friend who told me that a few days ago, he kind of hit the wall on this thing. And, and I told him, I'm way ahead of you, pal. Not only have I hit the wall, there are claw marks on the wall as I'm trying to, trying to climb out of this thing. Uh, the anger is there, maybe for you. The frustration is there. The feeling of helplessness, fear, uncertainty. And then there, there's, there's stress. And then we all have that innate thing that God placed in us, a need for other people in our lives. In fact, right now I'm logging into Zoom 10 minutes early just to see if anybody else is on there. Any of you feel that way? And, and then I wonder, what is going on inside me? What is this? And one of the reasons really we have here is that we have lost control. We've lost control. We've lost control of our lives. We've lost control of our schedules. We've lost control of what we can and can't do. We're in a series that we are, are, are calling Fear Not. Why? Be because we don't have to fear because God said so. He said, you don't have to be afraid. Again and again in the Bible, God says, fear not or don't be afraid. And I want to talk a little bit about the fear we have of losing control. 
Now, growing up, we had, we had this dog, great dog. We had, a, we had a, a, a great dog. And he was one of those dogs that, that if, if you were in the living room and, and the sun was shining through the window and on a patch on the carpet, he would come and, and he would find that sunshine patch and he would do what dogs do. You know, they, they find it and they, they turn around a couple times. Why they do that, I'll never know. But he would turn around and around and he would just plop down there right there in the sunshine. And then after the sun would begin to move across the sky, you know, he would, he would kind of be in, in shade or in, in shadow. And, and what he'd do is he'd, he'd wake up. You know, he'd wake up and he'd kind of look around and, and, and finally his, his dog brain was able to collect his dog thoughts. And he realized he wasn't in the sun anymore, so he'd, he'd get up and he'd walk a few steps over and he'd what? You know, he'd just plop down again in the, in the sun. Why did he do that? The concept is called equilibrium, and, and we all like equilibrium. Equilibrium means that we want to find a place where there's no discomfort. I mean, we like equilibrium, and we try and find it. Sun moves, the dog moves. For us, if it's too cold, we put on a what? We put on a sweatshirt. If it's too hot, well, we're not in Half Moon Bay. If, if your rear hurts, you know, you shift in your seat or, or, or on your couch. If you're hungry, you eat. If you're stressed, you what? <laughs> you just eat more. We try and control our environment to bring it to what? What's our word? Equilibrium. Um, all of a sudden, change happens to our lives or, or to our world. And what do we try and do? We try and get back to equilibrium. We want to get back to normal. And I think one of the hidden things that's, that's kind of messing us all up on the inside is in the midst of this time, things are not normal. And we want them to get back to normal. We are looking for equilibrium. I mean, I, I think I've lost control over so much. I'd like to be able to make decisions, and many of my decisions are taken away from me, whether to go to the beach or not, to drive more than five or ten miles away from home, um, to buy paper towels. I'd like to be able to choose to visit my mom. I'd like to be able to call the shots to make decisions. And uncertainty has taken away my ability to plan and, and really do anything with my life. And as a result, there's this discontentment in me. There's these feelings of anxiety and, and stress and loss of control. Because right now, it seems like I have very little control over anything. None of us likes to have our lives out of control. In fact, I become fearful if I sense that my life is in the hands of someone else. I don't like it. I am afraid of losing control. So how do we overcome that fear? Because we're living in a world in which right now it seems like it's being taken away from us, our, our ability to make certain decisions. So how do I deal with it? How can I make it through? And how does God help me grasp what's going on inside me in this world? And here we go. First of all, first thing is realize how much of your life is already out of your control. I mean, think about how much of your life is really already out of, out of control. I, I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. 
Did you ever think about how much of your life really you have no control over? I was, I was driving um, um, the other day, and, and I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking as I'm driving, I'm in control. I'm the one that's, that's in, in control as I'm driving. And I was going down Highway 1, and, and thinking about this, I realized there is a five-inch yellow line that tells the guy that's coming at me to stay in his lane, okay? That guy, that guy there that's driving this way, who's texting, you know? And there's a five-inch line that's telling him, you stay there. And then I thought, well, who, who built this car? I, I don't know that person. And if I have to stop at a busy intersection, uh, my whole life, believe it or not, is in the hands of the guy who last worked on my brakes. It's in completely in his hands. The Bible says this, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. You're really not in control. In fact, when you think about it, there's very little in life that you and I are in control of. Where you were born and to whom. Um, that determines a ton of who we are. I had no control over that. I had no control over my brother or, or my sister. So, so what, can I, what can I do? Well, first of all, I have to remember the sovereignty of our God. Now, sovereignty is a, a, a big word. Um, sovereignty simply means it's God's world, and he's in control. It's God's world, and he's, he's in charge. Now, that's going to bring up some challenges and some issues, and we'll, we'll get to that maybe even another time. But it's really easy for us to forget how much God is in control, and sometimes I need to get a, a reminder course on that just to help me when it seems like things are out of control. So, for instance, we'll use the word sovereign several times. First of all, God is sovereign over creation. God made it. God set it up. It's God's. God is sovereign over that. God is sovereign over the nations. Sovereign, again, means he's in charge. The Bible says this, the most high is sovereign over the kingdoms of men. That means that the kingdoms of people are there because God says, now's your time. Now's your time. Now's your time. Every government is under God's control. And, and if you're a student of history, if you love history, remember history is his story. It's a story of God of God being in charge and God being in control of this whole thing. It's God's story of what he's doing in this world. Next, God is sovereign over people. The Bible says many are the plans in a man's heart. It's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We can plan, and we should, we should, but God's purpose will, bring, will be the thing that actually lasts. And then, God is, is in control of circumstances. Scripture says the Lord works out everything for his own ends, even the wicked, for a day of disaster. Now again, this opens up a, a can of, of worms and challenges. But understand, this virus did not catch God napping. He wasn't paying attention to something else when COVID-19 sprang up. 
And he is, in his sovereignty, working this into his world plan. The next one is, God is leading me through this. God is leading me through all of this. Some people say there are 366 fear knots in, in the Bible, one for every day and then one for leap year. Um, if you count them, actually, there aren't. But I was thinking with God, how many times does he need to say fear not to us in order for it to stick? He doesn't have to say it 366 times. He only has to say it once. And if God says it once to me, you don't have to be afraid. That's enough. The God of the universe would say to you, fear not. Uh, I looked up a bunch of fear nots in the Bible this past week. And it's a pretty cool thing to do. And, and you can actually go online and type in to Bible Gateway and type in fear not or do not be afraid. And, and the verses will, will show up. But many of them that I looked at, actually, every time there was a fear not, it had a reason for us not to be afraid. And it had to do with a quality of God, something about God that would speak to me. Here's a popular one, Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. There it is. Fear not. Fear no evil. There's no fear there. And then here's the reason. For you're with me. You're with me. God is with me. God is leading and guiding. It may come to a dark valley, but, but God is leading. A few weeks ago, um, Pastor Kurt shared, shared this. It's a great promise from God. It's in the book of Isaiah. It says this. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. And I thought, wow, is that real for our lives right now? This is an unfamiliar time. It says, I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. I mean, I just think, isn't, that, isn't that incredible? I mean, isn't that relevant to us? We are in ways not known. We need the rough patches made smooth to us. And the promises of God, they reveal the character of God. I, 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 I was, when this, when this whole thing hit, and this did not help my, my movement to the dark side, I, 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 I kind of read through the Bible um, from, from start to finish, and then when I'm done... I, I start all over again, and I was just finishing up, how's this, Revelation, you know, with all the plagues that are happening, all this kind of stuff, and so that was putting me in a bad mood anyway, and then we have the stay in place kind of a thing, and I just couldn't wait to finish Revelation. I mean, I know the story, the end of the story, we win, huh? But, but to go back into Genesis, because when you get back into Genesis, you begin to see again the character of God, again and again through the stories of the Old Testament, the nature and the character of God are revealed. Again and again and again, how he works his nature. And he is the kind of God who makes rough places smooth, who leads us down unfamiliar paths. I mean, he's that kind of God. 
He's that kind of God. The Bible says the Son, that would be Jesus, sustains all things by his powerful word. Our Jesus does that. It says Jesus is before all things, and in him all things they, they hold together. Our Jesus does that. This is the Jesus that says, I love you, and take my yoke upon you, for I'm gentle. And this means that God is passionately into the details of your life. The fact that this whole place holds together, that the universe holds together, the fact that you're alive and where you are today is because Jesus right now, at this very moment, is actively upholding all things by his powerful, loving word. And I love it because he knows every laugh and every tear and every fear and every anxiety. The Bible says that God is looking over the details of your life. The Bible says he set out for you the exact number of days that you should live. I, I, was, I was thinking uh, of the virus. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, you have crazy thoughts, you know. It's like, oh, man, what if I get it, this or that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get it. I, I really don't. I, I don't. I mean, who, who does? But if I do, if I get it and die, I mean, I don't want to go, you know, on the next, next train to heaven. I'm not, you know. Um, but if I do, I know God. And I go, know God well enough to know that it will be the best. And I would hate to lose my family, and I would hate to lose my friends, and I would hate to lose, you know, you as a church family. I, you know, I love you all so much. Um, but understand, when I get to the other side of this world, to the real place, I will say, it couldn't have been better. It couldn't have been better. This was perfect. God knows exactly what he's doing. That's sovereignty. And that takes the anxiety of me having to be in control, takes it away. Finally, r relax in God's plan. You know, you can, you can relax in God's plan. Um, any of you remember Y2K? Remember that? Wow. People said, well, this must be the what? End of the world. You know, this is it, Y2K, end of the world. Um, didn't happen. 9-11, oh my gosh, that is what? That's the end of the world. I mean, this is the beginning of the end of the world. It's all going to happen. It, 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 it didn't happen. And now with coronavirus, people are saying, what? It's the end of the world. You know, it must be the end, end of the world. Um, don't forget that there is a God behind this. Um, there's a God behind this all that says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you ever. So relax. You don't have to be in control. Most people think life is so uncertain. It's not, and, and that's good news. Life is about loving God with all your heart, and life's about giving yourself um, for God um, and giving yourself to other. We know how everything's going to end. I just finished reading Revelation. Um, we know Jesus is coming back, and if you're a Christ follower, whether you're here when Jesus comes back or whether you go to meet him yourself at the end of, of 
this life, there's a great party waiting for you in, in heaven. We know life has a plan. Life has a purpose. We know God is working that out perfectly. We know that God is putting people into his family with others so that we can share and give, and God is putting us into a community to connect with others. We know that God, even though life seems to be out of control, we know that God is perfectly in control. Now, um, I know where today finds you. Um, It finds you in a place where you want to have control over your life your future, your circumstances. The reality is you can't. You just can't. If you could, you might goof it up anyway. Um, Remember I, I said this. I become fearful if I sense my life is in the hands of someone else. That's that's our human nature. There's one exception to that, by the way. I stop becoming fearful if my life is in the hands of God. A God who loves me and surrounds me with his love. Who says, I know the plans I have for you. They're good. They're good. It might be a little shaky. It might be a little rocky. There might be some rough patches before it gets smooth. I'm no longer fearful when I know my life is in the hands of a loving, sovereign God. And and so I'm going to speak to some of you. One time, maybe you made a commitment to let God control your life. Maybe it was when you were younger at, at 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 a camp, or maybe it was at a church a long time ago, a while back, and, and you have taken control back. Um, today's the day you need to give it back to God. It doesn't work trying to control it yourself. It doesn't. We know that. And maybe some of you are watching and have resisted God, and um, you don't even give him a nod every few months. It's just, God, I'm going to keep you out there, and and, and you're saying, but maybe now's the time to give up control of my life and begin to crack it open for, for God to enter in, to be part of it. You need to open the door of your heart to God. God is the only one who can control your life. Hey, don't, don't settle for anyone less than him. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your loving care for each one of us. And some of us come um, with fear because we don't know what tomorrow brings. But God, you do. And we don't know what next month will bring, but you do. Father, it's frightening to give up control of our lives, but help us to see that we really don't have it anyway. Holy Father, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would flood us with confidence in you. Holy Spirit, that you might guide us and work in our hearts to open the doors 
the places where we want to maintain control, that we would release it to you, surrender to you. Thank you, Jesus, that you, you would die for us to show and to reveal how much you do love us. And so, Lord, as more and more we give our lives to you, as we place our lives in the hands of you, may you give us confidence, strength, and faith. And I thank you so much in Jesus' name.